0: Hello America, welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate show broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, 151 affiliates strong. Thanks to all of you in our listening audience. Our producer today, Mr. Mark Groves, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. If you want to learn more about us, go to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got questions, you can send me an email from that website get a couple of hundred a day. As I always say, I don't answer each one of them the same day, but I do answer each and every one of them. So if I can help you with something, if you've got a question, feel free to send me an email from that website. You can also go to my Facebook page, Carrie Hall, C-A-R-Y, Hall. Pretty simple, right? Go up there if you want to like us on Facebook. By the way, on the website, all the shows are posted up there on podcasts. And today, we have a really special show. as Dr. Tracy Stevens, cardiologist from St. Luke's Health System, is joining me in studio. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. It's great to see you and be here.
0: Well, it's been a while, hasn't it? It sure has. We used to do a lot of these. You have. I had. To, I had to. I. I had to come in for an appointment and then and then and then corral you and to get you to come up here today. So I brought my calendar, so it worked out pretty well for us. Love it. Yeah, really happy to have Dr. Stevens. Uh, we're really happy to have her in studio with us today. You know, this is going to be a very interesting show because we're going to talk about um, heart attack and stroke. We're going to tell you why uh, this is, you know, you need to pay attention to this. We're going to explain all of that to you. We're going to tell you, surprise, surprise, the number one killer of men and women in this country. It's not cancer, people. It's heart attack and stroke. And Dr. Stevens is going to talk to us about all of that in today's show. By the way, uh, once again, I said the website is americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you've got questions on health insurance or need help with anything, you can call 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. Um, operators are standing by. They'll take your calls, and we will get back to you after the broadcast. Our producer today, Mr. Mark Gros- we're happy to have him producing the show. It's been a while for you, Mark. So we're glad to have him on air with us today. So a little bit about Dr. Stevens. Dr. Stevens uh, completed her cardiology fellowship at Mayo Clinic, uh, where she was with the nat. She is a uh, National Institute of Health Cardiology. Cardiovascular Research Fellow in uh, Rochester, Minnesota. She is a crusader for women's cardiovascular health. Um, She is also the director of the Women's Cardiovascular Center for the St. Luke's Health System. You know, I didn't know this about you, and I thought I knew most everything about you. You were a physical therapist from 1984 to 1986, and then moved into becoming a doctor after that. I did not know that. All these years that we've known each other, I was looking at your biography, I said, I didn't know that.
1: Yes, I was, and I fell in love with cardiology as a physical therapist helping with cardiac rehab, which at that time, you started as an inpatient.
0: Yeah, so it's a it it it, it you it's quite a progression from from starting out uh, as a physical therapist. Uh, Doctor uh, uh, Stevens was part of the Heart Truth campaign, uh, brought on by uh, First Lady Laura Bush. Uh, she brought that to Kansas City in 2003 to help promote awareness of heart disease. Uh, the First Lady and Tracy Stevens hosted community events and education programs. Later, Doctor Stevens accepted an invitation to the White House to attend a signing of a proclamation by President Bush in support of Heart Truth campaign so some pretty high profile stuff l- l- let's just start with th- that 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 comment I made opening the show and this is this always kind of I always find this kind of amusing when I do public speaking and we talk about health issues oftentimes in front of women's groups or if there are a preponderance of women in the audience I will ask, what's the number one killer of women? And you know what the answer I get is, don't you?
1: Yes, I bet you get breast cancer. That's exactly
0: what you get. Yeah, But it's, that's not the case. And while we recognize, I think, in men, especially as men age, that they are at risk for heart attack. You hear about the guy, you know, on the second nine on the golf course, dropping dead on the green, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. You don't, people don't recognize that this is the number one killer of women. So we're going to talk about both those things. But I think we need to address that issue with the number one killer of women and why that's not recognized for what it is in this country doctor
1: i think there's many reasons why we are not recognizing this is our number one health threat if you look at the billboard campaigns in our community in the 80s it said learn cpr save your husband's life so just just in the <laughs> 1980s
0: that's great save your husband's life okay right and yeah.
1: we we have known that every year more women than men die from heart attack and stroke and while breast cancer is certainly a prevalent condition, the, the awareness, the research, the efforts of more women are living with breast cancer than dying, but we've made baby steps in raising the awareness in women, where originally we thought, okay, one out of two women in their lifetime would die from a heart attack or stroke. We've moved that needle just a wee bit over the ten, last ten, 10 years to one out of three to one out of four. So we still have a lot of work to do. A lot of it is awareness. A lot of it, too, stems from research. We've done research primarily on men where there were it's been difficult to gather women in the same hormonal status to do statistics on. But, again, the awareness wasn't there. And we're moving that slowly. But as a community, just that awareness and recognizing that it's not for everyone else. It's also for you.
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, yeah, when I was chairman of the American Heart Association, you and I did some work together. And um, I, I, it's amazing when you say, i want to go back to what you said, something you said just a moment ago, more women than men. 90% of the people don't know that and don't think that. They think it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. So it, it is interesting that, you know, I think part of the reason for that and, and the lack of awareness is, and also one of the reasons why it is so high in women who are the caregivers in the home? Who's always telling you, did you did you get your blood pressure medicine? Did you take your vitamins? Did you get your doctor's appointment? I mean, you know, I I can hear my wife right in the background. So I mean, the women are the caregivers. Who's taking care of the women?
1: That's right. And they are they have a lot of dishes in the air. They're trying to keep them from falling. And they, their health are their last on their list priority. And I think, you know, a number of reasons too. We don't recognize always our symptoms. We are afraid to call nine one one because we don't want to be ashamed or embarrassed when we get to the ER that it's not our heart. We hope we we show to the ER four hours later than men in the setting of a heart attack. And it's interesting if you ask women if they think they're having a heart attack, will they call nine one one? The majority say no. But if you ask that same woman if your loved one or colleague or coworker was having a heart attack, would you call nine one for them? Nine one one for them, and they absolutely in 100%, a New York minute. Yes, said yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. Absolutely. Interesting, you made a comment there I want to talk about before we go off air here, here in this segment. We're wrapping it up in this segment, but four hours later than men, what impact does that have on survivor and what impact does that have on the heart muscle dying? What impact does that have on the outcome if you if you delay by
1: four hours? Time is muscle. The more you delay, the more damage to your heart muscle, which weakens the heart muscle makes you at risk for heart failure and certainly sudden death. And so the key is getting that blocked coronary artery open that's causing the heart attack as soon as possible. There's a, a standard in our country we call door-to-needle time. When you recognize the symptoms, we time when we get that vessel open.
0: Door-to-needle time. Yes. And that needle being the needle that goes in and opens up that vessel so that, you, so that the heart muscle can continue to live and not die. Correct. Yeah, it's really kind of interesting um, how that's, you know, how important that is and how few people know that. Mm-hmm. So don't be embarrassed to make that phone call. Don't be embarrassed to show up at the ER and say, I may be having a heart attack um, uh, because it could make a huge, first of all, it can make a difference whether you live or die, correct?
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah. And it can make a difference, a specific difference in the outcome and, mm-hmm. you know, how, What happens to you after you get there and your chance for survivability or ongoing damage as a result of that?
1: right and so it's so imperative to get there right away
0: and, and recognize what it is when we're and in the next segment we're going to do this we're going to talk in the next segment about symptoms i'm not going to do that now we're going to roll into that in the next segment but i think it's important to understand some things and take away some things from this opening segment that doctor said number one um more women than men surprise surprise yeah what is it? one in four now you said mm-hmm. so the needle's been moved from one in two which is shocking to even think that the risk was that high. One in two women at one point in this country. So it's better, but we got a long way to go. Now it's one in four. Um, more women and men, one in four, and women are the pay less attention to this and don't recognize the issue in terms of how important it is for them to pay attention and take care of themselves with this issue. All right. When we come back from the break, uh, we're going to dive into this a little more. We're going to talk about people that are at risk. We're also going to talk about... Um you know what are the symptoms? What do you look for, and what do you do? So, we come back to the break. We'll get into more of that. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want more information or you want to contact me, feel free to reach out at americashealthcareadvocate.com, dot com. dot Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more with Dr. Tracy Stevens. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate are broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by visiting our website, America's Healthcare America's Healthcare Our producer, the always perfect Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Coming up in this segment, we're going to continue this fascinating conversation with Dr. Tracy Stevens, cardiologist, St. Luke's Health System. We are very fortunate to have her in studio with us today. And, you know, this is a national show. We're broadcasting. broadcasting. Broadcasting this on all 151 stations across the country today. And the purpose of this is, as we do with so many of these things, is to educate you about the risk and what can you do? What should you be looking for? How do you know if you're at risk? Whether you are a woman or a man, we focused a lot here on women in this earlier segment. We're going to talk about men. We're going to get into that as well. So, again, the purpose of this is to educate you. This show is posted on our podcast after the broadcast is aired. If you want to go up there and tell somebody about this, you know, maybe you've got a relative, maybe you want your husband to listen to it, maybe you know, maybe your husband want you want your wife to listen to it, right? Okay, well, go up on the website americashealthcareadvocate.com um and uh, the show is posted up there if you want to listen to it at that time. If you have questions for me, you can email from the website americashealthcareadvocate.com or you can call 877-385-2224. If we can help you with anything, please feel free to do so. All right, let's, let's go back, doctor. So, you know, we've talked about, you know, the b- women being at risk more than men, you know, which is something that most people don't recognize. But let's dive down on, on both genders now and talk about smokers, diabetics. People that are obese, what, what do we have? Morbid obesity in this country is at an all-time high. Uh, um, uh, juvenile diabetes is at an all-time high. Um, 70% of the people in this country are obese or morbidly obese, okay? And then we have the people that sit on the couch all day and eat potato chips and watch reruns. In other words, they, they, they lead us, you're laughing, they lead, they, they, lead, they lead a sedentary lifestyle. Kind of break that down and go through how that increases risk in those categories.
1: Our lifestyle now is like is most likely the number one cause of the reason heart attack and stroke. Is That's our amazing. One. I did
0: not the number one cause.
1: Yes, our lifestyle. The, the best way to treat heart disease is to prevent it. And if we are disciplined, it boils down to this one word: discipline. If we are disciplined every day to adopt these simple lifestyle strategies, we have got to take ownership of our heart health. When I see patients in the office for the first time, I ask them, "Who's responsible for your heart health? Is it you or is it me?" If it's me, I need to see you in the office every single day, and I get this stare because I said I bet
0: you do. I, it's By not, the way, Dr. Stevens is my cardiologist, so I can relate to this, okay?
1: You have done fabulous. Well,
0: thank you for that, but you know, go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: But it 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 creates an aha moment when I ask that because I'm sure. it's not once a year that makes you heart healthy in a doctor's office. It's what you do every day. And these risk factors, that lifestyle you described, we have ownership of that. And that's because we are not taking ownership is why we have the crisis we do today.
0: You know, and that's not, that people don't like to hear that in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, you know, we have a, 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 a there, there's an attitude in this country where, you know, everybody's a victim, blame somebody else, yada, yada, yada. When you say that to people, I'm sure that, you know, some of these people look at you like, what do you mean?
1: Oh, you're right, and we get a lot of excuses. But the, the, the basic message is if you adopt six lifestyle strategies, eat healthy, stay active, maintain ideal body weight, don't smoke, limit alcohol, avoid prolonged sitting to your point, plus control your blood pressure, cholesterol, and blood sugar, partner with someone each year to know those numbers, you can reduce your risk of heart attack and stroke, our number one health threat, to less than 1%.
0: You need to repeat that. You can reduce it to what?
1: To less than 1%. And and none of this is radical.
0: Okay, I, you know, I, I still go to Five Guys Need a Cheeseburger about every two weeks, okay? Uh, yes, I know, she's she, you see this face I'm getting, uh, you know. But, you know, I'm in a gym three times a week. When I leave this broadcast today, I've, I'll be in doing yoga and Pilates at noon, okay? Um, and if I can't go, I try to, you know, take the dog out and walk a mile, two miles, whatever it is. Y- y- eating healthy, y- just paying attention to some simple things. The smoking thing? Okay, that's that's how much more at risk are you if you continue to smoke?
1: You are at highest risk if you continue to smoke. Smoking is probably the most lethal risk factor. That your risk of sudden death from heart attack is extremely high. Over fifty percent chance you won't even make it to. Are the you hospital. serious? It is like broken glass inside your arteries that triggers plaque to rupture, clots form, and creates a sudden crisis and sudden death. And nicotine is one of the most lethal risk factors.
0: I, I mean, I, I recognize that it was up there. I had no idea that it was that significant. That is, that is huge. And and while we've made a lot of progress on smoking, and getting people to stop smoking, now we have all this vaping stuff. But that's all still nicotine, yes?
1: It certainly can be. And we don't know what those ingredients are if it's not nicotine. There are a lot of chemicals we're ingesting in our body that Like nicotine is like broken glass. And the whole theory is about inflammation. If we adopt the anti inflammatory lifestyle, we can reduce our number one health threat by a significant amount. And to your point with the nicotine, it's not only a heart attack, we can lose our legs, we can have strokes. Many times we don't die from the stroke, but our life certainly isn't the same as it was.
0: No, it's not. And then, and, and, and let's talk a little bit about diabetics because they're at huge high risk in this thing. Type 2 diabetics. And then, you know, I've got a neighbor that's type 1 diabetic that unfortunately this year lost one uh, you know, large part of a foot. Okay. Because, you know, they weren't paying a lot of attention to the issue and it got out of hand. Talk about diabetics and the risk of stroke and heart attack to them.
1: Diabetes is epidemic as well. A lot of it is lifestyle. Most of it is lifestyle in adults. And when sugars are uncontrolled, that irritates the lining of our blood vessels, constricts, causes all these nasty risk factors that lead to our number one health threat. So it is so important to create lifestyle strategies that reduce your blood sugars. Even if you don't have have a history of a heart attack, but you're diabetic, that's coronary artery disease equivalent.
0: That, you know, and, and, and it's important for people to understand that and to And obesity and type 2 diabetes go hand in hand. So if they've got one, they're either at risk for, number, for the next one mm-hmm. or they've already got it. Okay. And, and so you have to, I think the most important thing that people need to take away from the segment is recognize the issue. None of this is rocket science. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't have to. You know, okay. So I, I'm in, in the gym three times a week doing yoga and Pilates. You don't have to do that. You can go walk. Take your dog out and go for a walk three or four times a week, right? Right. Yeah, you, you, you don't have to run a marathon.
1: You're right. And if you think our food choices account for a third of our health care crisis, we have to be smart with what we're putting in our mouths.
0: And that doesn't mean you can't have that occasional cheeseburger, even though Dr. Wentz is when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> but you but you have to pay attention okay and you can't they, there can't be a steady diet of that stuff you know there has to be a diet that makes sense uh, along with exercise and all the rest but we come back from the break i'm going to talk about what you should do what are the symptoms how often should you see your doctor about this? And where do you go if you think you may have an issue? So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA radio network, coast to coast across the USA. If you want to find out more about us or tell somebody about this broadcast, go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. On the website, the show is posted up there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more with Dr. Tracy Stevens. The doctor is in the house i Welcome back, you're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain, here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Send me an email if you've got a question or there's a topic that you would like to hear about. We're happy to do that. You can also call 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. If you've got questions on health insurance or other health-related issues, we are happy happy to help you. There are operators standing by. My producer, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to continue this fascinating conversation. We are very fortunate today to have in studio with us Dr. Tracy Stevens, cardiologist, St. Luke's Health System here in Kansas City. As I said earlier, this show is being broadcast across the network on all of our stations. This, we're, The purpose of this is to educate and inform. That's what we're trying to do here today, to make you aware of the issues you need to be aware of to see if you are at risk. Number one killer of people in this country. Surprise, surprise. Also the number one killer of women, which is not very well recognized, unfortunately. All right. So let's let's talk about um, uh, the symptoms. Okay. So we you know we've talked about people at risk with diabetes, obesity, smoking. We're going to talk about high blood pressure in this segment because that's the silent killer. And, and and as somebody who's had to manage that with you, for me, over the last 10 years, we'll, we'll talk about that. But let's, let's talk about um, th- that whole issue of, first of all, the symptoms in men and the symptoms in women. They're different.
1: They certainly can be. And while both can have the Hollywood heart attack sign, the clenching fist to the chest, there are other symptoms we need to be aware of. And I generally say... Anything from the waist on up that's unexplained, new, challenge yourself. Say, could this be my heart? And in women, classic, it may not be chest discomfort. It could be shortness of breath, palpitations, and discomfort, rather, between the shoulder blades, in the neck, in the jaw, a simple toothache, uh, elbow discomfort. I had a lady, whenever she played tennis, she would get her elbow injected. That was her angina, her heart coronary artery blockage symptom. Or the one that frightens me the most is overwhelming fatigue. So so none of these symptoms are real specific and they can be explained for a number of reasons. But the heart is an amazing engine. It's got four chambers, four valves. The gas lines to our engine are our coronary arteries. So a symptom that is most consistent is when you step on the gas, when you exert yourself, can you now not do it? And why is that? Are you limited with exertion? by chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue. So exertional symptoms, I always want to know, could this be my heart? Uh, But in in women, you know, it it could be no symptoms at all. And as a caretaker, often we're tired. We blame it on a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Chasing
0: the kids around the house, taking care of the husband, doing this, doing that, working, coming home, the whole nine yards. Right.
1: We we work closely with cross-educating in the dental schools with education about toothaches. If it's not the tooth, could it be that person's heart? Is this their angina symptom?
0: You know, it's critical that, you, that people recognize these symptoms. Men, okay, and women, okay, that they recognize the symptoms uh, and, and pay attention to it and not blow it off. Okay. And not, well, you know, I don't want to go. Um, I, I, I don't have the time or, or, um, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, don't I, I really don't need to do that. Let's just put that off and mm-hmm. it, it'll go away. Uh, right. it'll, it'll Cause it doesn't go away. And if mm-hmm. it is an issue, it doesn't get better. And then what happens is you wind up having a massive heart attack.
1: That's correct. And one I didn't mention <clears> as far <throat> as a symptom is indigestion and very common in women, they write it off to indigestion. And I, Talk, talk about the caretaker. I had a, a lady where she was a caretaker showed up every appointment for her husband who had severe heart failure. And it came up to us an event with some friends that her family said go to. So they got a hotel for her. She went to she never showed up at the event. They found her dead in the hotel room had had a heart attack. And so the caretaker at greater risk, as you had mentioned, severe indigestion symptoms. Thought it was stress. Didn't want to worry anyone, and found a lot of tums in her uh, hotel room.
0: Didn't want to, yeah, and doesn't that just sound typical of mm-hmm. the of the woman? The, she he she, she was accompanying him to the doctor while all the time she had the issue mm-hmm. and didn't even recognize it. It wound up killing her mm-hmm. because she didn't want to. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah i i you know i i guess that's the message that, that we really want especially women to take away from this broadcast today is that you know if you think that you are if there's if any of this is showing up make an appointment so w- go see your primary care doctor go to what do you what do you recommend doctor
1: i i, I recommend first to just know your body recognize it in men it, talk about a gender related difference yeah and, Uh, Men tend to be a little more stubborn. They're they're coaxed Gee, I
0: can't imagine that.
1: uh, Where women are, I guess, in denial about. Uh So there's a little bit of gender difference Uh there. But I think align yourself with a great primary care physician and have that relationship. So you and that primary care physician are the captains of your health care ship. And that whatever your needs are, get to that specialist. Now, if you have a family history, risk factors. Okay. I think it's important to at least ask that question, do I need a cardiologist? Being proactive rather than reacting to a crisis is what we absolutely want. So it really depends on if you have that relationship with your primary care physician to create these discussions. Do I need a cardiologist or do you go see a cardiologist if you're concerned about symptoms, don't have that relationship, have a lot of risk factors I, I think, you know, cardiologists, internists, partner very well together on this issue.
0: Okay, so let's switch gears a minute. Let's talk about something that I've dealt with since, God, I think since I was about 30 years old, and that's hypertension, high blood mm-hmm. pressure. And, and you know, you and I have managed my blood pressure for years. In fact it's better now than it's ever been. Uh, <laughs> a lot of that has to do with the fact that 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 we have sold one of the two companies we have have been acquired by another another group but nonetheless um, and, and stress level but let's talk about the silent killer because that's really what it is.
1: It, it really is <laughs> and I can't scream loud enough about high blood pressure or hypertension and I'm so dedicated to this for our community because it is the most neglected condition in our country and I think for a number of reasons, uh, how often do we go to a physician to s- check your blood pressure or to say, I'm here to talk about my blood pressure? We don't do that. It, it's, the, it's a silent killer. And I think the reason it's the most neglected condition is, well, we go to our dentists, our dermatologists, we get our blood pressure checked. Do we even ask what it is or are we even told? If we're not there for blood pressure, the last thing that healthcare provider wants to do is open time to talk about an elevated blood pressure when we don't have time during that office visit. But what are we told on the way out? Watch your blood pressure. What does watch your blood pressure mean? That plus, well, I feel okay, so my blood pressure must be fine. Wrong. And we only know our blood pressure if we check it. So the watch your blood pressure, I feel fine comments, I think contribute to why it's the number one neglected condition in our country. High blood pressure is second only to nicotine abuse as the most preventable cause of heart attack and stroke. And it's not what your blood pressure is in my office or any healthcare provider's office. It's what it is at work, in, at home, where people play, worship, gather. We have got to, as consumers, know our blood pressure
0: i know when i used to come in before y- y- over the years and my blood pressure would typically be elevated when i came in the office mm-hmm. um you know i drove to the office i was probably on the phone with the with my office as so i was coming in years dealing with this problem or that problem when i got there if i had the phone out i was looking emails or whatever so by the time i get in there you know what I call the white coat syndrome, or there was so much going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you and I have paid a lot of attention to that and adjusted the meds over the years and kept it in line, um, and it has made a big difference. But but it's something you do have to pay attention to, and and it's important. Let's talk a little bit about certain groups that are at higher risk. African Americans in this country mm-hmm. are one of the groups that have the highest risk for this. Why is that?
1: I think that there's a number of reasons where we look at different cultures and ethnic groups. uh, And a lot of it can be our our lifestyle. Like within African-Americans, their nutrition is tend tend to be more salty. Uh, Hispanics, more carbohydrates. And and African-Americans tend to have high blood pressure at a very young age. And we are missing the boat. We're not screening early enough. Uh, in the in an African American, the likelihood in their lifetime of having hypertension is nearly ninety five percent.
0: Are you serious? I, I I knew it was high. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Ninety five percent.
1: Yes, and if you look at just generally a forty year old, the forty year likelihood of having hypertension, regardless of culture, race, gender is ninety percent or more then you can look in different cultures african-americans highest hispanics uh, I- uh, caucasian with Chinese population being the, the about 86%. So we are all at risk, and the only way we know our blood pressure is checking it.
0: Yeah, So there's the message, people. Okay, uh, y- y- it's important to understand that. It, y- 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 you need to check it. You, you know, when you go to the to the drugstore and you pick up your, your prescription, they've got those little sleeves there. Sit down at the chair, put just check it. Just see what it is. You might be surprised. All right, we come back from the break. We'll wrap it up. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HIV. radio network coast to coast across the usa we'll be back with more with dr steven stay tuned Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA here on the HIA radio network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. We're going to wrap it up in this segment with Dr. Tracy Stevens, cardiologist, St. Luke's Health System. As I've said at the beginning of each segment, we are broadcasting this coast-to-coast. The purpose of this show, along with a lot of the other shows we do, is simply to educate you about risk, okay, your your risk okay and and know your numbers you heard doctor talk about this what's your blood pressure number okay what's your cholesterol number what's your triglyceride number what what is your what is your what are your sugar levels those are all things you need to know okay if you know those things you've got a pretty good idea of where you're going and what you need to do and if you need to change your lifestyle Like I said, this stuff's not rocket science, people. Maybe it means take a walk. Maybe it means cut the potato chips out, you know, get out of the house, uh, be active, you know, not live a sedentary lifestyle, but pay attention to what you're doing. If you're a smoker, a heavy drinker, all the rest of it, you're putting yourself, you heard what doctors said about smokers, the risk factor is off the page. So the idea here, again, is to educate you and get you to pay attention to this Women. Uh, number one killer women in this country okay it's the number one killer of men and women overall but number one killer of women in this country all right there is uh, there are a couple things going on we want to chat about doctor number one there's a story about recalling medications out there we just talked about blood pressure and these are blood pressure meds let's talk about what's going on there and what people should be aware of and what they should be asking
1: as a um- high blood pressure medication or generic prescriptions for high blood pressure account for about sixteen percent of all generic prescriptions there's a lot of people on blood pressure medicines and as you said there's a, a recall on a number of the generic blood pressure medicines because of a chemical they have found as a filler ingredient in some of these generic blood pressure medicines the key there is to talk with your pharmacist with your pharmacy who is providing you your blood pressure prescription and ask him or her Is this being made by a company where that ingredient was found in my blood pressure medicine? So the pharmacist should know where they're ordering your blood pressure medicines from. And they're very aware of these recalls and ask, do I need to change? Ask your doctor, do I need to change? But especially though your pharmacist to to see, is this coming from the company that has that ingredient that is requiring this recall?
0: And this (laughs) is going on right now.
1: Yes, it is. And most of the pharmacies now and the pharmacists are on top of this, and they're automatically not purchasing your medications from a pharmaceutical maker that has that ingredient.
0: Okay, so there's three of them, that, and I happen to know the three because the three that I take. There's amlodipine, there's lasartan, and then there's hydrochloride?
1: There, yes, amlodipine, valsartan, valsartan. and hydrochlorothiazide are some knew of I them. I i wrong.
0: But those are three commonly prescribed blood pressure medications, and are those the most common prescribed, typically?
1: They are very common, in the, the categories that they're, they represent, very common.
0: So any and all, uh, it's just, you know, what we're saying to people is be aware there's an issue out there, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully this stuff's not being made in China. Did I say that? Yeah, I did. Um, so ask, okay? You know, don't be afraid to ask the question. That's important. You know, there's something else going on in this country that's interesting, and um uh, you know, it, it, I saw this the other day in the U.K. where um, there are a huge number of doctors that are leaving the U.K. right now. And this all has to do with Brexit and a whole bunch of other issues. But they've already got problems with their health care system over there because it's a public health care system and badly run. But in this country, we are facing a crisis. And let's talk about that. There's a crisis um, both in primary care and other doctors. So let's chat about that a minute.
1: I, I am so concerned about this. This is a critical condition that I encourage my patients to write their representatives their, their their members of congress their 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 governors because physicians are retiring way earlier than they anticipated. Suicide amongst physicians is sky high at the highest rate we've ever seen in our history. Really? And the burnout is just amazing. And when you inquire or talk with physicians, it's not that they don't like seeing patients, it's all the other stuff that's coming with it. And they love, that's why they pursued this profession. They love seeing patients. That's their passion. That's their calling.
0: But it's not doing paperwork and answering government requirements and doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this and and putting all this burden on those doctors.
1: Right. So we're losing physicians way earlier than we thought. And then funding for training physicians, funding state funding for medical schools is being cut. So if you do the math, we're losing doctors earlier than we thought. And we're training less, and we are becoming, as a society, more and more unhealthy.
0: And you know the the other part that's got to be a factor that is that we're aging in, people turning sixty five at ten thousand a day. Mm -hmm. So who you know who who have who are the people that have the largest issues with health concerns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. As you age, Mm -hmm. you typically have more health issues right that's correct. so now you're compounding the crisis because on the one hand you've got more people moving into that category the, the baby boomers all the rest of it and on the other end you're, you're having fewer physicians are gonna be able to treat them so mm-hmm. all of that's contributing to what appears to be a potential significant issue
1: it really is and all the more reason that we take our own health and, and take it seriously and take ownership and be proactive be on top of things that can prevent Disease. It's all on on our shoulders.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to go back to that, and we're wrapping it up here, but the, the key takeaway on this is what you just said. The question that you ask when they come into your office is, who?
1: Who's responsible for your health?
0: Is it you, Dr. Stevens, or is it the patient?
1: Correct, and if it's me, I need to see that person every day in my clinic. Yeah.
0: So the the takeaway from this, people, is be aware, understand the situation, um, uh, and and pay attention. Okay. Again, as I said, none of this stuff is rocket science. But if you're a diabetic, if you smoke, um, you know, if you live a sedentary lifestyle, if you've got blood pressure issues, if you're African American, ninety five percent chance you're going to have blood pressure issues. Hispanic Americans, same thing. Uh, you know, pay attention to this stuff. You you the the, the the interesting part is how rapidly this decreases, doctor, if you are on top of it and you are paying attention to it, right? Absolutely, yes. And, 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 and how important is the quality of life? If you don't do this and then you wind up with a stroke or a heart attack, what's your quality of life look like then?
1: Pretty dismal. Yeah, not yes, very good. And right. and
0: the sad part is it didn't have to be that way.
1: That's right. It could be prevented the majority of the time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Diet, exercise, and paying attention. Those are the things that are important. Those are the things that you need to be aware of. Um, and again, as I said, the purpose of doing this kind of broadcast, as we do with many of these shows, is to educate and inform you. And I hope that we have. I hope that in listening to this today, some of you are going to go out there and make an appointment to see your primary care physician. If you haven't checked your blood pressure, check it. Okay, go to the drugstore, stick your arm in that little sleeve at CVS or whatever your particular drugstore is and find out what your blood pressure is. All right, thank you very much, Dr. Stevens. It was great having you in studio today. Thank you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters, or we will surely perish as fools. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.